Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Hallelujah. Well, tonight's message is called Promoting Increase. Promoting Increase in Our Lives. And it's based on that which was spoken by the Spirit last Wednesday evening, if you were here among us, saying, Be thou faithful unto the end, and so shall increase come. Be thou faithful unto the end, and so shall increase come. First of all, I want you to notice the word increase. Actually, there's two words here we'd like to look at this evening, increase and faithful. Be thou faithful unto the end, and so shall increase come. Increase means to become greater in amount, in size, or intensity. To become greater in amount, size, or intensity. It also means to enlarge or multiply by number or degree. To enlarge or multiply in number by degree or by degree. That's what it means to have increase in your life. Now, in Psalm 3, in verse 1, we see the negative side of that. Now, I think we can understand something here. This is the kind of increase that you don't want. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? You know what he meant by that? Well, there were a few. Then there were a few more. And now there's many. And you know, that happened to him by being good. And doing what God would have him to do. How many of you know that? David was doing what God would have him to do. And uh, still he was in trouble. He still got in trouble and still he had people that were coming up against him. And he said right here in this psalm, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. In other words, they multiplied in number. So we can understand that, can't we? Certainly we can. Actually, there's another verse in Ecclesiastes 1 and 18. Look at that verse. This would be the negative side of it. That we can understand. Ecclesiastes, that's right after Proverbs. 1 in verse 17 and 18. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. You can have an increase of sorrow in your life. Now, we don't want that. You're not going to believe for that, are you? No. How many of you want to believe for an increase of sorrow? Multiply your sorrow. You wouldn't want that, would you? Absolutely not. Well, you say, well, why is he saying that about wisdom? Because if you put that whole thing in context, he's talking about vanity and pride. In other words, the kind of knowledge that will produce vanity and pride... See, knowledge is good, but you can get puffed up, the Bible says. Doesn't it say that? Yes. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifies. In other words, if we get a lot of knowledge and we misuse it, then we can become full of pride and arrogance. It will produce sorrow in our lives. Pride goeth before destruction in the Holy Spirit, right? Before a fall. Well, we don't want that. We can understand that. We can have an increase of knowledge in our lives, which will increase... Sorrow if we misuse that knowledge. So we don't want to look at the negative side too much because we'll get down. We don't want that. 
We want to look at the positive side of it. But before we do that, let's look at this other word called faithful. And look at Lamentations chapter 3. If you would please. Lamentations. Chapter 3 and verse 23. And in that verse, you'll see here that God is faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. Lamentations 3.23. We'll look at verse 22 first. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Say it again. God is faithful. Now notice he said to be faithful unto the end and so shall increase come. In other words, we must be faithful or loyal or dependable or reliable or responsible. You believe God is dependable? You think He's responsible? You think He's reliable? You think He's faithful? He is faithful to, to do what? To show mercy and to have mercy and to show compassion and to have compassion. His compassion is over all of His works, the Bible says. But I want you to notice this. He is faithful to show mercy. He is faithful to be compassionate. That means He is loyal. Aren't you thankful that God's loyal? That when you get up tomorrow morning, His mercy will already be provided for you? And you can depend on it because He is dependable? And I want to stress that word faithful, beloved, because He said, Be thou faithful unto the end, be loyal, be reliable, be dependable, and so shall what come increase will come. In other words, you'll enlarge in some areas. Some areas of your life will be multiplied in wisdom, knowledge, understanding, revelation, the anointing of God in your life. It'll increase by number and by degree in your life. But here we see God being faithful and we're supposed to be like Him. Amen? Amen. I guess we could say it like this. The more faithful we are to do certain things, the more increase is going to come to our lives. But you see, the less faithful we are, then of course we're not going to have as much increase within our lives. And since we're there looking at mercy, I think it's important for us to understand that just like God shows mercy, we ought to show mercy also. Amen? Because we see in the Word of God that under the merciful, He'll show Himself merciful. How many of you want an increase of mercy in your life? You want an increase of mercy in your life? Then you know what you have to do? Sow mercy. Be faithful to do what? Sow mercy. You know, you sow one tiny seed into the ground, you can get a plant, and that plant will bear fruit. Let's say you sow a a pepper seed. You have a plant. It produces peppers. You get a bunch of peppers and you have a bunch of seeds. Wouldn't you call that increase? If you ate all the peppers off that one plant and didn't sow one seed, what would you have after that? Nothing. You eat up all your seed, you get nothing. But if you just remain faithful to do what? To continue sowing the seed, what will happen? You have more increase. And it'll just begin to multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply. How would you like to have the mercy of God multiplied in your life? Amen. Then what do you have to do to get that increase? Sow seed. Sow mercy. Sow seeds of mercy. What does that mean? Well, if, if somebody's upset with you or if you've upset somebody or you've offended somebody, just have mercy. Forget about who's right. Forget about who's wrong. And just show mercy. Amen? If you have offended somebody, go to that person. If somebody has offended you, go to that person. And show mercy. Be merciful. Be a peacemaker. You want an increase of peace in your life? Be faithful to sow seeds of what? Peace. Because what you sow is what you what? Reap. 
And if you continue sowing seeds of mercy and sowing seeds of peace, what are you going to get in return? An increase. You'll receive an increase in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but I like that. I mean, I like to have God's mercy increase in my life. I'd like to have God's peace also increase in my life, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Well, I believe the more faithful we are to do these things, then we're going to have more increase in our lives. Now, let's look at some things that we have to do or some things we can increase in. Let's put it that way. Some things you can't have an increase of in your life. In John's Gospel, chapter 3 and verse 30, remember uh, John the Baptist when he was talking about himself saying, I must decrease, he must increase? How many of you remember that? What he was saying was, in actuality, my ministry must decrease, his ministry must increase. True? But I think we can spiritualize that a little bit, can we? Would you give me a little bit of a leeway to do that tonight? We can look at it this way also. In our lives, we must decrease, he must what? In other words, we should have an increase of the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can have an increase of the life of Jesus Christ. And His ability and all that. We can have an increase when it comes to Jesus increasing in our lives. More of Jesus and less of us. Less of self. Right? Well, we can have an increase when it comes to manifesting the character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Luke 2 and 52, just write it down. We won't turn to that one. It says that Jesus Himself increased in wisdom and stature. Jesus Himself increased... You see, it's to multiply in wisdom and stature. To have gain of wisdom and stature. I believe we can also have a gain or an increase of wisdom and stature, that is spiritual stature, in our lives also, don't you? We can have that. But you see, in order for us to do that, to have that, we've got to sow something, don't we? We have got to sow something because you can't have increase if you don't sow anything. You don't sow any seed, you're not going to get any increase of fruit. But if you sow that seed, you're going to have more. It doesn't just happen by going out to the backyard, looking to the, to the you know, garden over there and saying, well, I just want an increase of tomatoes. Well, sow some seed. Come on, peppers, where are you at? It's not going to do any good. What about that corn back there? Sow some seed. You'll have more. See? And if we're faithful to do what is necessary to have an increase of the character of the Lord, we'll have it. See, it's it's practically an automatic thing when you sow the seed. Because the seed then will take care of itself, won't it? You are the vine, he is, or he's the vine, we are the what? The branches. The life comes out of the vine, we're just going to stay in the vine, and the branch will produce what? Because of the life of the vine. And so all we've got to do is recognize who we're hooked up to and begin sowing that seed in our lives, and it'll be an automatic thing that you'll become a productive fruit-bearing branch in the vine. You'll have more of His character, more of His life, more of His ability manifested in your life. And you'll grow in wisdom and stature. Look at another thing in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and, now notice this, increasing. In the knowledge of God. How many of you would like to increase in the knowledge of God or have the knowledge of God enlarged in you? Expanded in you? To become greater in amount in you? You have a deeper knowledge of God. 
a greater knowledge of God. You know, you can be a born-again, spirit-filled believer and have more or less of the knowledge of God. You certainly can. But we want to have more of the knowledge of God, don't we? And we want to grow or have an increase of the knowledge of God and revelation of who He is. And that will come to us if we sow certain things. Here it's talking about walking worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing and being fruitful in every good work. And if we'll do that, we'll have an increase of what? The knowledge of God. And what that means is if we'll walk upright before the Lord and please Him in what we do, and if we'll be a fruitful, productive, fruit-bearing branch in the vine by doing good works, that open up, opens up an avenue through which God can cause an increase to come into our lives of His knowledge. And if we sow that, beloved, then we're going to have that. Amen. And we'll have an increase of it. Look at Colossians chapter 2. And let's look at verse 19. Well, we'll read through from 16 through 19. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head. From which all the body, by joints and bands having nourishment, ministered and knit together, now notice this, increaseth with the increase of God. You know, a body of believers like this can increase with the increase of God. Now, I don't know about you, but when we gather ourselves together, I like to have an increase of the increase of God in our midst, wouldn't you? Individually and also collectively. You can have an increase of God in your life, individually and collectively. But notice what you've got to sow. You can't allow human philosophy, mind science, and all these things to get in your way. And also, you cannot maintain a judgmental spirit or critical spirit, a judgmental attitude. Don't let anybody deceive you or beguile you or really judge you of your reward in the voluntary humility. In other words, a false type of humility. No, break loose from all that. Don't sow that in your life. But realize this. Hold the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourished ministered. Hold him in high esteem and is knit together. And if you'll do that, say in other words, we're not looking to angels. We're not looking to mind science. We're not looking to human philosophy. This body holds the head in high esteem. We hold Jesus in high esteem. We look to Him, and praise God, we put Him first in this place above all else. You sow that, you know you'll get an increase of God. Did you hear that? An increase of God. Praise God. He'll manifest Himself in a greater way and manner. Wouldn't you, have to have, wouldn't you love to have God enlarged in our midst? In other words, bigger and bigger among us. How'd you like to have Him bigger in you? Praise God. And all that means is manifesting Himself in you in a greater way. Now look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, 12 and 13. Increase. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men even as we do towards you. Now notice this. It's the Lord who makes us increase. As we are faithful to sow seeds of love, what will we get in return? More love. 
The more you sow love, the more you increase in love. And the Lord will make your love to increase and abound toward one another, toward all men, as we do toward you. Now notice this, to what end? Verse 13. To the end that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God. Even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all His saints. Wouldn't you like to be numbered among them? Wouldn't you like to be among that select group? I'm one who has an increase of God's love. And I abound in love toward all men, toward one another, as they do toward me and you. And as a result, He has established my heart unblameable in holiness before God. Would you like to have an increase of that in your life? I know I would. And if you'll sow that, you'll have an increase of that in your life. And as a result, when Jesus comes, I'll tell you what, you'll be ready. You will be ready. You'll be unblameable before Him, and you know that you're going with Him. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 10. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians in chapter 10. And let's take a look at verse 15. Not boasting of, of things without our measure, that is, of others, other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased. Say this with me. My faith can be increased. Now notice this, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. So here we see our faith also can be increased, can it? Now, we know how to increase our faith because we know that faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so if we sow seeds that will promote an increase of our faith, then we'll have an increase of faith in our lives. Our faith can increase. And the more your faith increases, in other words, the more it's enlarged, the bigger it gets, you know, the better results we have. We can believe God for bigger and better things. Now, let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter uh, our second, you're in Second Corinthians. Look at chapter nine and verse ten. Second Corinthians nine, verse ten. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown, and increase and increase the fruits of your righteousness. How would you like to have your seed multiplied that you sow, and God to increase the fruits of your righteousness? See, the fruits of your righteousness can be increased. You say, well, what do you mean by that? I know you sow seed by sowing into the kingdom of God and giving of your finances. And he's talking about that here. But you know what? Believe God for an increase on that. You say, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is that that seed is used to reach others' lives. And when those lives are reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ, there'll be an increase on that seed sown in the fruit of your righteousness because it's like a snowball effect. They'll go out and tell somebody else, you have a part of the fruit of that ministry. And somebody else is reached by that ministry, and somebody else by that ministry. And before you know it, you realize how much seed you've sown, how much fruit you are producing in the, for, for Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. Do you realize how far-reaching your life in, is, rather, and ministry is in Him? Because you've been faithful to sow seed of righteousness. He'll cause an increase to come. You sow in the right ministry, in the right person's life, and this will happen. So there can be an increase when it comes to your fruits of righteousness. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, a very important verse of Scripture with regard to increase. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 
verse 6. I have planted... You like to plant a garden? You like to sow seed? No one likes to dig? Goodness. Are we spoiled or what? My goodness. No one likes to bend over. And My grandfather was the best gardener you ever saw. That man would sit out there in that garden. He'd watch the weeds grow. If a weed just broke the ground, it'd be out. He'd sit there hour after hour, hour after hour, and watch. If, if, if one weed just shot up there, it didn't have a chance. Didn't stand a chance. It was out. That's how he was. He loved his garden. You know, we're gardeners. We're farmers, too. We've got to sow seed, beloved. Spiritual seed, of course. I have planted, Apollos watered, but Pastor Bill gives the increase. Brother Hagen gives the increase. Kenneth Copeland gives the increase. Charles Capps gives the increase. Jerry Savelle gives the increase. Fred Price, I know he gives the increase. Norval Hayes, he gives the increase. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Who gives the increase? Who gives the increase? Who gives the increase? You want increase in your life? Look to God. Don't look to man. Look to God. You'll get increase. God gives the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything. Sorry to burst your bubble. Now notice, neither is he that watereth anything. Well, I, I thought you were somebody because you sowed seed. No. I thought you were somebody because, you know, the, the watering is the teaching process. I thought you, you're somebody special. No. No, it's God that gave the increase. That person got saved, yes, because you sowed the seed and somebody watered, but ultimately it's because God gave the increase. Amen? And if you want increase in your life, it's God who gives the increase in all areas of our lives. And so we've got to look to Him. Say it with me. God gives the increase in my life. Now notice Proverbs 24. Other things that we can increase in. Proverbs chapter 24. These are just some things that we can experience increase in. And don't be satisfied with just a little bit of God. Don't be satisfied with a little bit of the things of God. In Proverbs 24, 5, A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. How would you like to have your spiritual strength increased? Well, we can have it increased if we're faithful to sow right things within our lives. We can do all things through Christ who does what? Strengthens us. And if we'll sow the right kind of seed that produces strength within our lives, then He will strengthen us. Remember that, that verse over there in Isaiah? They that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Shall renew their strength or exchange their strengths. There shall, be, there shall come an increase of the strength of God within our lives as we sow what? Waiting upon the Lord. See? And if we'll sow that, we'll have an increase of it. And we'll be stronger spiritually. Now notice Proverbs 16. You're close by there in verse 21. Proverbs 16 and verse 21. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. The sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. If we want to have an increase of learning, then we must have sweetness of the lips. You know, we can say things that will block out learning in our lives. 
What do you mean by that? Well, you sow this. I just cannot understand the Word of God. I'll tell you what, I can sit and listen to it being preached. I can read through the Bible, but it just seems as though I just cannot understand what God is saying. I can never hear from God, don't know what God wants me to do. That's not sweetness of the lips. That's, those are sour lips in the years of God. But you see, if we'll start speaking with, with words that are sweet before the Lord, then all of a sudden there shall come unto us an avenue through which God can work and move and cause increase of learning to come to us. Well, thank God, I understand those things that God speaks to my heart. Well, thank God, as He speaks, I understand and know because He teaches me all things by His Spirit. I will have understanding in my life. That door is open unto me. I'll have spiritual perception and revelation shall come because I'm quickened according unto the Word of God. Can you see that? Amen. Sweetness of the lips. Things that God loves to hear His people speak and say. And there shall come unto you an increase of learning. And in connection with that, let's see something else. Look at uh, Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. With regard to an increase of learning, a wise man will hear. Not only is the sweetness of the lips, but also the ability to hear. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. Now that's talking about hearing with the spiritual ear. Who gives the increase? God gives the increase. If God gives the increase, God is a spirit. His words are spirit in their life. I've got to have a spiritual ear. Father God, I'm looking to you. I open up my heart to you. I open up my mind to you. And I lend my ears unto you to be spiritual ears. Spiritual ears. Allow me to hear. Give increase of learning in my life by allowing me to hear with spiritual ears. Remember he told the people back there in Matthew, hearing they hear not, seeing they see not. They have no spiritual hearing. They have no spiritual perception. Ability to see with a spiritual eye. But not you. Because you're going to the one that gives increase. And you're saying, Father, I would like or desire increase in my life. And so give me ears that will hear and eyes that will see. And see, what will come to you is an increase of learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Look at Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 9 with regard to the same matter. Give instruction to a wise man, he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, he will increase in learning. Now notice this. What do I sow? I sow sweetness of lips. What do I sow? Hearing ears. What do I sow? What's it say right here? A teachable spirit. What is that? A teachable spirit. And if you'll have a teachable spirit, you'll sow that. You know what you'll get? An increase of learning in your life. Now, here's another verse of Scripture important for us to look at. Verse 11. I think every single one of us desires to have long life. Do you desire to have long life? Or do you want to go home and be with the Lord tomorrow? Tonight, you say. Well, for those of you that like to live a lot longer than tonight, look at verse 11. For by me thy day shall be multiplied. What does increase mean? To multiply, to enlarge. And the years of thy life shall be decreased. What did it say? Increased. For by me, that is by wisdom, thy day shall be multiplied. Multiplied days. And the years of thy life shall be increased. You know God is speaking right here and telling us certain things. Here's his formula for long life. 
and if we'll sow wisdom in our lives, if we'll sow a teachable spirit and add learning unto our lives, he said, by me, then if you'll walk in it, your days will be multiplied and your years will be lengthened. You say, but I know somebody who didn't talk too good and talk too well and didn't know too much about God lived to be 90 years old. Can you imagine how long he would have lived? Probably 120. Think about that. If he got that far without it, can you imagine how far he would have gotten with it? Absolutely. So how many of you want long life? How many of you want the years of your life to be increased on the earth? How many of you just want to hang around for a while? Amen? And get all you can out of life. You know, something that uh, Jesus told Brother Hagin in one of the visions when he appeared to him was just simply marvelous. It's absolutely amazing. He told me, he said, you know, when you fulfill your ministry where until I've called you, if you like, I'll give you ten more years just to have a good time on the earth. Ten more years. Just have a good time. That's pretty good, wouldn't you say? He'll hang around, fulfill his ministry to about 80 or 90, and then just ten more years just to have a good time, sit back. Just relax, because you've served me all your life. Can you see, beloved, how important it is to understand these things and have an increase of these things in your life? Some will actually do certain things that will take away years from their lives. And we need to understand what causes decrease or the years of our lives to decrease or diminish. See, because if, you, if you'll avoid that, then you'll have an increase. It's important for us to understand that and walk in the light of what produces longer Years of life. Well, now notice another scripture in Proverbs, or Second Peter rather. Chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Now this doesn't have the word increase in it, but it implies the same thing because the word multiply is, is there. I don't know, I like that years of your life increased. Do you like that idea? You know, you can do certain things to live longer on this earth. Amen. You know, the longer you live on this earth, you know, the more people you can get saved. The more you get saved, the better off your resurrection is going to be. True? And the more blessed, of course, you're going to be. And the more treasures you're going to have in glory. See, it pays to serve God. It really does. It pays to serve God. And there shall come unto you an increase. Of the years of your life, if you'll so dedicate yourself to do that which is purposed and planned by the Almighty One. So do His will and not yours, but do His will and walk in His way. And it will come to pass that years shall be added unto your life. I don't know, I got that by the, by the Spirit of God. And God's speaking to someone's heart here right now. You know, telling you that, you know, walk in the light of God's will. Walk in the light of God's way. Walk in the light of God's plan and purpose. You know, you might say, what advantage is there to that? Well, you live longer, for one. You accomplish greater things for the kingdom of God. God will be able to use you on this earth. And you'll have a greater reward in glory. You'll have a greater reward in glory. And I know that came to my spirit because you have vacillated. You have vacillated. And in times past, you've said in your heart, well, I'll, I'll go that way. And you stayed with it for a short time. But then once again, you fell away. And then you came back and you walked with it for a short time. And then you begin to fall away. And right now, there are troubles and difficulties and, and hard times because you have not walked in the way 
than I have ordained for you to walk in. But you see right now, if you just come back and walk in the way, then you'll avert some things that will take place down the road that need not take place. That calamity, that tragedy. For you have not the ability apart from my revelation to see beyond into the future. So hear what thus saith the Lord and respond. And come back and walk in the light. Walk in the reality of my plan. And it will come to pass that you'll avert that tragedy and calamity. And the years of your life shall be increased. Hallelujah. You receive that and walk in it. 2 Peter 1.2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Now I want you to notice something here. Grace is God's operational power. God's ability manifested for your use. Grace and peace upon you. Peace, that perfect state of spirit and soul. Did you know that? Shalom, that word shalom, peace, means a perfect state. Can you imagine living in a perfectly harmonious state of spirit and soul? Can you imagine that? It's a perfect peace that the world doesn't give, that the world cannot take away, but it will be multiplied or increased in your life. How? Through sowing that which will enable you to have more of the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. See, he wants us to focus more in on who he is. Focus in on Jesus, who he is, what he has done for you, and gain this knowledge. And if you'll do that, you have an increase of grace, God's operational power, and an increase of peace in your life. Why? Because you're not trusting self, but you're trusting him. And his peace that passes all understanding shall encompass you and be upon you. And it will come to pass that that peace will be made manifest in hard times and times of difficulty, in times of adversity and in times of trouble. It will be made manifest and you'll even have to look inside yourself and say, I don't understand. I don't understand. In my own strength, I could not stand up against this. But thank God it's His strength. It's His peace that I have. And you'll rejoice and you'll be glad. You'll rejoice and be glad because you'll have a spiritual strength spiritual fortitude that you knew not of and you'll be victorious and you'll be victorious there shall come unto you strength you'll be strong in the Lord how many of you want grace and peace multiplied in your life then sow the seed of knowledge see sow seeds that will produce the knowledge of God and of Jesus your Lord and his grace and peace will be multiplied in your life it will increase and then you can have an increase of the anointing of God. Look at Second Kings, if you would, please. We won't go through the whole thing. There's not time for that. But if you look at Second Kings in chapter 2, you will notice that this is the story of Elijah and Elisha. And it was a time when Elisha was to take upon himself the mantle of Elijah. And it was his desire to have a double portion. How many of you remember that? Would you call a double portion an increase? Oh, yeah. If you had one piece of pumpkin pie and someone came up with another one, a double portion, would that be more? Would that be an increase? Certainly it would, would it not? We understand that. Well, if you have the anointing of God in your life and have a double portion of it, wouldn't you say that's more? 
Wouldn't you call that an increase of it? Amen. Absolutely. You know, if you're anointed right now, and we all are, if you're spirit-filled, you can have an increase of it. I said you can have an increase of it. If you're anointed to stand in an office, whatever it is that God would have you to do, there's an anointing upon your life to do it. You realize that. You can have that increased. If you'll sow the right seed, you'll have an increase of that in your life. That's exactly what Elisha desired. He desired a double portion. Look at verse 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, you asked a hard thing. Not hard for God to do it, but for hard for you to walk in it. Now let's just review for a second. If you recall when Elijah first came up to Elisha through his mantle upon him, what did he first do? He said, Elijah, let me go back and kiss my folks and say goodbye, and I'll come and follow you. Elijah said, well, just forget about it then. Just forget about it. I'm going on my way. Didn't he? Elisha said, well, I'm not going to go back then. I'm going to follow you. You realize he could have caused himself to lose out on the anointing of God in his life had he just walked away from it? There comes a time, beloved, when we've got to make sacrifice if we want more of God in our lives. And we've got to sow that. We've got to be willing to make sacrifices if we want more of God in our lives. And that's exactly what Elisha did. He said, well, then I won't do that. I will follow you. He followed him everywhere he went. And I want you to understand that as a result of his obedience and his faithfulness, he was faithful. He was dependable. He was reliable to follow Elijah, observing him, watching him, and the end result was he received a double portion of the anointing of God in his life and ministry and ended up performing twice as many miracles as Elijah did. Now, these are some of the things that we can have increased in our lives according to the Word of God. We can all experience increase. But before we look at some things we have to do to sow that in our lives, let me state this. God does not reward the office that we stand in. God rewards faithfulness or being faithful to be in that office. God rewards your being faithful to do what He has called you to do with your life. Someone says, well, pastor, boy, you're going to have such a crown up there in glory because you are a pastor. God does not reward the office of the pastor. He rewards faithfulness. If you've been called in the music ministry, if you've been called to work with youth, if you've been called to the mission field, if it is your position or place in the body of Christ to play the musical instrument, to be in the helps ministry or whatever, if you are faithful to do what God has for you to do, then God will reward your faithfulness, not your office. I said that to say this. If you'll be faithful then to do what God would have you to do and sow the seed of faithfulness, then increase will come in your life and you'll be able to do more for God in the office that you stand in. Because the work of God is not accomplished in human strength, is it? But you'll have an increase of the anointing of God, of the power of God, 
of the ability of God, of the revelation of what God has for your life. As a result of your faithfulness. You recall in Matthew 24 when he taught about the talents? What did Jesus say? Those who were faithful were rewarded. What were they rewarded with? Increase. Take from the unfaithful servant and give it to the faithful one. You don't want your measure of the anointing? I'll take it. Right? Will you take it? Well, you want, don't you want more of God? You don't want that piece of pie? I'll gladly eat it. <laughs> Amen? You can have more. Well, take it. See? Take it. Receive it. He said, because you're faithful, I'll reward your faithfulness. And give you more. Matter of fact, let's go to Matthew 24. Let's look at some of that. It's important. See, some think that because they're not in a special office of ministry, well, then there's no sense, you know, thinking that God's ever going to reward me with something big or something great or good. Beloved, you can have increase no matter what office you're in. No matter what position you're in in the body of Christ, you can have an increase of God. You can have an increase of revelation. You can have an increase of the anointing of God. You say, why do I need that? Because when you get out there in the highways and byways and you begin to preach to somebody, the anointing of God will come upon you in a stronger and more powerful way. And when you speak those words, they'll be power-packed with the anointing of God. And it won't be you speaking. It'll be your Father by His Spirit speaking through you. And those words will penetrate that heart. It'll pierce whatever it is that would prevent them from coming to Christ. And you'll be more effective and efficient in leading others to Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that you're doing. You play a musical instrument. Or maybe you sing in a public ministry. You'll have a greater measure of the anointing of God inside your life. In your life. And operating in your life. And you know what? As a result of that entire ministry... No matter who it is who leads the person to Jesus Christ, as a result of your faithfulness, there'll be an increase of God, an increase of the anointing, and an increase of results. And you have a major part to play in that, and you will be rewarded accordingly. Not just the office of the pastor, or the youth pastor, or the teacher, or anybody else. See, God's fair and God's just. Amen? Amen? No matter what it is that you do in a public ministry such as this, you can have increase in your life. Matthew 24. In verse 42. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. He's coming, folks. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. What's he doing? He's sowing seed. Seed of what? Doing what God would have him to do to fulfill the purpose of God. As a result of his doing it, what's going to happen to him? Verily I say unto you, in verse 47, he shall make him ruler over all his goods, increase. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, he'll begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in in a day when he looketh not for him in an hour that he's not aware of and shall cut him asunder, decrease. And appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Can you see here? When you maintain that which the Lord would have you to do with the right attitude and a right spirit and right frame of mind, 
God will produce increase because of your faithfulness. He'll make you ruler over much. In Matthew 25, he said the same thing. Teaching on the, the, uh, the parable of the talents. He talked about how to have increase. And in particular, look at verse 29 and 30. For unto every one that hath shall be given. He shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And he cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here we see those that were faithful to use the abilities that God gave them for gain or increase were given more, not only in this life, but also were trusted with more in glory. But those that were unfaithful, those that would not continue in doing what God would have them to do as far as sowing things into their lives, fulfilling their ministries and doing His will, it was taken away from them. Didn't the Bible even teach us that if we do things in the flesh for the Lord with the wrong attitude of heart and mind, what did He say would happen? Those works would be burned up by fire. And there's no reward, no increase. But if you do so with the right heart attitude... And you serve the Lord, sowing the right attitudes, doing things with right motives, what will happen? Increase. You'll be rewarded here on earth and also in glory. So, God rewards faithfulness. Not the office that you stand in, but faithfulness. So, don't consider the foot to be of any less importance than the head. Because every part of the body is important. Every part of the body can have an increase. Amen? Absolutely. Now, let's look at some things. Let's look at, first of all, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Matter of fact, just write this down. You know the scripture. 2 Timothy 2.15. These are certain things. I'll give you five things here. Five things that will help us experience increase in our lives of the things of God. 2 Timothy 2.15. And without these things, increase will not come. If you want to promote increase in your own life, first of all, you must do this study to show yourself to be approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You say, how do you have to study just to go and win souls? Well, I'll tell you what. The more you study about the art of winning souls, the more anointed you will be to win souls. Well, I'm just a teacher of our youth. I teach little ones. The more you study... To be better effective in reaching our youth with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the more you will be anointed and there will be an increase of the anointing of God in your life. And when you open up your mouth to teach, wisdom will pour forth out of your spirit. But all I do is play an instrument. The more you study about worship and praise of God, and the more you sow worship and praising God in your own personal life, the more effective you will be in having the anointing of God to be upon you when you minister publicly. As a result, you'll have increase in your life and you'll contribute to increase of the whole body. If you're a singer, if you will study about the art of ministering in such a way so that you can lead people into worship, you'll have a greater anointing upon your life when you Minister in that capacity. As a result, there'll be a greater increase of God among the people and the reward in your life will be great on the other side in glory. Also now, you have an increase of God. I mean, that's pretty good, wouldn't you say? That's a good reward, isn't it? 
You're rewarded with more of the power and anointing of God in your life? Absolutely. So you have to study to show yourself approved unto God. That workman who is not ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Secondly, number two, what do I do to promote increase in my life? In all areas, beloved, all these things, it's important to know that these five things will help us to have increase in all these areas. Number two is Luke 18, 1. Just write it down. You must be prayerful. I must be prayerful. I must pray and faint not. Prayer is absolutely essential to experiencing increase in your life. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, then God will do certain things. You draw nigh to God through humility and prayer. He'll draw nigh unto you. He will lift you up. Prayer is an act of humility. Prayer is saying, I can't do it by myself. Prayer is saying, I need your power. I need your ability. I need your strength. And so you've studied before teaching that class, but now you've prayed before getting out there and teaching that class also. As a result, there is an increase of the power of God, of the presence of God, of the ability of God, and it is recognizable. They see it on you. They see it flowing from you. It's like you're speaking words and pow, they're power packed, and you're touching those people's lives. Why? Because it's the anointing of God. It's the ability of God. And it's there because you've humbled yourself to pray. You know, you worship God. It's not just the prayer of consecration and dedication, but it's also the prayer of worship that opens up that door through which God can produce increase in your life. And so there comes an increase of revelation. There comes an increase of the anointing, the ability of God into your life through prayer and study of the Word of God. And number three is found in Hebrews 6.12 where we are told to be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Couple that with 1 Corinthians 15 verses 33 and 34 that says evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not. Some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And what we're trying to put together is this. There are two things to understand here. You can hang around the wrong influence. You can associate with the wrong people. You can be in the wrong environment. And as a result, even if you had something from God, that anointing in your life will decrease and diminish. Even your testimony can be affected by who you run with. You get among the wrong crowd, you get among the wrong people, and it affects you. You will notice that on the other side of this, you be a follower of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. You be like an Elisha following Elijah to Gilgal, the place of the cross, to Bethel, the place of divine visitation. You follow him to Jericho. You follow him all the way to Jordan. And as a result of following him closely through association, through environment, and through influence, if you want to have somebody else's anointing upon your life, you know you can have that. If you will follow that ministry closely, if you want to have a greater anointing in your life when it comes to the healing power of God, you know who you have to follow? Those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. And you discover those like F.F. F. Bosworth. Those like E.W. Kenyon, 
who lived out the full length of their days. Those like Brother Hagin, who's already been told of God. He's been told of God, I'll add ten more years to your life. He's got to be doing something right. I said he's got to be doing something right. And if you'll follow that through association, through environment, and through influence in your life, increase shall come. But if you hang around those that are embalmed with doubt and unbelief, you hang around those that have no understanding of these things of God, you think you'll have increase in your life? No. You hang out with those that are negative, you'll have a decrease. You hang around those that are ungodly, you'll have a, a decrease of godliness in your life. Can you see that? And number four, Colossians chapter 2. We saw that earlier, verses 16 through 19. Just write it down. It's talking about having a judgmental spirit or a critical spirit. Being judgmental and critical will take away from the anointing of God. It'll cause decrease, not increase, to come to our lives. See, it'll block out that which promotes increase in our lives. And we will not increase in the things of God. And God cannot be increased on the inside of us. But if we will humble ourselves before God, He'll exalt us. You know, sometimes we don't understand what He means. What do you mean? You'll exalt me. You'll lift me up. He'll lift you up to a higher place. He'll lift you up to a higher plane of spiritual awareness. To a place where there is in operation a greater measure and degree of the power and the anointing of God. If you'll humble yourself. And so we want to stay away from being judgmental or being critical in our attitudes. So you see, attitudes also can affect us in a negative sense and cause decrease. We don't want decrease. Beloved, may I make a statement right here according to the Word of God, what we're supposed to do? We, according to what Paul said in the book of Philippians, ought to work out our own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. In other words, you're supposed to say, that applies to me. And I want what God would have me to have no matter who else wants it. And I fear God. And I want to have an increase in my life. So let everybody else be critical. Let everybody else be judgmental. I'm going to humble myself before God and get more of His increase in my life. And fifth and finally, is found in Proverbs 18. I want us to turn to that. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Now notice this. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We can increase that which promotes life and decrease that which promotes death by making a decision to speak right words. I'm going to say that again. We can increase that which promotes life and decrease that which promotes death by making a decision to speak right words. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. You want to have an increase of the operation of life in you? Certainly you do. Speak right things. And if you'll speak right things, there'll be an increase of that which promotes life and health. Didn't the Bible teach us? There is that speak it like the piercings of the sword, but the tongue of the wise produces what? Health. The tongue of the wise is health. And by wisdom, we add length of days and years to our lives. You realize we can nullify 
death's blow by speaking right words. Now, some scriptures that will help us better understand this. You're in Proverbs. Look at chapter 16, verse 24. Pleasant words are as in honeycomb. If you'll sow pleasant words, you'll experience what? An increase in the sweetness of your soul and health to your bones. Can you see that? You sow this, beloved, you'll reap this. You sow pleasant words, you'll have sweetness to your soul increased and health to your bones increased. Because pleasant words are as in honeycomb. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. He that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking out. Isn't that what it says? So God's recipe for life and long days is stop speaking things that are contrary to life. In other words, if you recall what he said in Proverbs of the seven things that God hates, did you notice that three of those things involve the tongue or our speech? Certainly. He said, first of all, he does not like a false witness that speaks lies. He doesn't like a lying tongue and sowing discord among brethren. Now hold those thoughts. If we will refrain from that and say, I refuse to get involved in any of that stuff, you know what you'll do? You'll promote long life. You'll have an increase of that which promotes life, health, and sweetness of your soul. Other scriptures that speak in the same regard that is also powerful in tones about the spiritual danger of the untamed tongue include being involved in gossip or rumors or backbiting or slander or terror bearing or any kind of criticisms. And notice the scriptures in Ephesians 4.29, Let no filthy communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good that edifying to minister grace to the hearer. Amen. And Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech be seasoned with what? Salt. In Titus 4, 2, speak evil of no man. Galatians 5, 15, don't get caught up in biting and devouring one another with your words. And then also, this, this powerful verse in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I put that all together to make this point. The fifth thing is... If we want to have an increase of that which promotes life and a decrease of that which promotes death, an increase of that which promotes health and sweetness to the soul, then we've got to make a decision to do what? To speak right words, to say right things, and avoid, avoid getting involved in those things that God detests or hates. Feel the communication out of the mouth? Evil speaking, speaking evil of one another, all those different things. You say, I choose to refrain from that. Why? I want increase. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, 
you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.